Does on-screen drug use in both movies and TV shows present a warped reality? HBO's popular show Euphoria is being accused of glorifying drug use, but does Euphoria's depiction of drug use also raise awareness and encourage discussion about the opioid crisis? With Insight, we are joined by CEO and President of Confidential Recovery and Safe Homes Coalition, Scott Silverman. Good morning to you, Scott. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. Well, for people unfamiliar with HBO's uh, show Euphoria, how is drug use depicted in that program? Well, you know, from what I've seen is, you know, they're telling a story. I think they're showing um, some controversial imaging and, you know, the hype, if you will, around the party scene. And, you know, over the, over the years, when you think about it, the tobacco industry did it. The, you know, the beer industry did it. The liquor industry does it. You know, most people want to take their products and make them look favorable to their audience. And I think what's controversial about Euphoria is, the products that they're glamorizing, if you will, uh, right now are killing people at a rate we've never seen. I mean, specifically fentanyl and opioids. So that, to me, is a mixed message without some sort of a disclaimer or some sort of a warning or educational component that goes along with it. But that's, yeah. you know, unfortunately, that's the way television works. It's That's their form of entertainment. I guess that's the problem, right, Scott? I mean, it's showing real life, unfortunately, the real life that people are experiencing right now, but maybe could be encouraging some people. So is there any indication that, you know, the the people who are in charge of this show is, or HBO itself maybe are hearing this kind of feedback and, and maybe will put some sort of a warning around the show? You know, I, I got to tell you, based on everything that I've read, you know, the, the, the show itself has gotten some pretty good traction and a lot of viewers. So it clearly, you know, the way the, the system works, if the the sponsors are, are investing money and the show is generating revenue. Unfortunately, the way the system's set up, I don't know if they're going to do something like that until, you know, someone can really point to a situation. I mean, and, you know, look at some of the, the gaming that's gone on for the last few decades where kids have acted out with things they've seen. I mean, part of what we need to take a look at is, A, how do we remove the stigma? How do we deal with the behavioral health piece? And more importantly, what do we do with people's reactions to it? How do we underpin that edge, you know, edge of it and the necessity to really encourage people to make informed decisions after they see some form of you know, imaging that might potentially motivate them to head off in a different direction that may not be um, you know, generating a positive outcome. Mm-hmm. So can we take any good from this whatsoever, Scott, for those people who might not have understood, you know, like in terms of the opioid crisis, for example, uh, just how impactful and, and, and how uh, you know, uh, serious the situation is? Well, I, I think that messaging right there, you know, you're spot on that if people are seeing, oh, wait a minute, the, you know, right now in, in you know, the United States, over 300 people are dying every day behind opioids. And you know what? No one's really talking about it. So thank you for the opportunity today. And, you know, God bless Canada for, for, for taking a, a strong position around it. You know, and not that we're not interested, but the point is, with that many people dying every day, and those are the ones we know about. You know, I think they're sending in there. There could be interpreted a message that people are saying, "Wait a minute, it, it, that can really happen." So, in that respect, I think there's a positive message that can come out of that. But it's always mixed. You know, it's like the safe injection sites in New York and San Francisco. I don't know if you have them up there or not. Or not you know, where people can go in and trade in their bad heroin for good heroin and have safe needles and things of that nature. People say, "Is that a form of enabling or is it harm reduction?" You know, I think it's both. 
Well, a worst case scenario, it gives you know families a learning opportunity, maybe if the parents are watching it or the kids or the family together, a chance to talk and maybe have the conversation about substance abuse with your kids, correct? You know, I don't know if that's actually happening, but to me, that would be a tremendously positive outcome. You know, if the family were sitting together or they, they were talking about that at dinner, it certainly could bring up the topic around the opioid, you know, epidemic right now. I mean, my book, The Opioid Epidemic, it has been out since last May, you know, and I sent a copy to every governor in the country and I got five thank you notes. So I'm not sure how serious that, you know, the legislative leaders are taking this, you know, catastrophic event just because COVID's becoming so overshadowing and legislative leaders are so busy with their political uh, agenda. So, yes, I think families will have an opportunity, and I think that would be a positive we could take for something like this. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And always try to turn it into a positive. Thanks so much for your time this morning, Scott. We appreciate it. Thank you. That is Scott Silverman, CEO and President of Confidential Recovery and Safe Homes Coalition.